Hello, this is Raz, and welcome to the Razcast. What is this? Armchair conversations with people from different walks of life about different topics like art, life, spirituality, and whatever else comes up. It's both the documentation of life and an excuse to talk to my friends. And this week is a great excuse to talk to some friends. I have my man Oreo on again. Um, awesome dude. It's great. You'll love it. Uh, we just get into Bitcoin, random stuff, how he feels about life, answers of a listener question. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Remember to subscribe. And here we go. All right, uh, welcome back to the Razzcast. This is like, we have this time we have Oreo on again. This is like, I realize now that I'm saying this, this is like Star Wars-esque, and which is like, this is you, this is interview three, but this is like going to be name part five, but now I have this whole new format where I'm just like uploading it all as one like hour long thing and uploading them every two weeks. So, you know, mm-hmm. all the numbering for this is going to be wonderful for uh people who who, uh who go to listen they were like why why is he talking like this is his third time but this is the fifth time but it's named part five and mystery man and yeah Eh, i'm sure i'm sure they'll figure it out but yeah this is the mystery man known as oreo so real quick thing introduction if they haven't listened to previous things that you know and they just happen to jump in uh well uh hi i'm oreo I I do things sometimes. I'm friends with Rez. I I don't I I don't even remember what I said the last time. I think that's exactly the exact same thing. Like word for word, like I do things. What's up? I know stuff. (laughs) Hi. Sometimes I sometimes know stuff. Sometimes I rant about Star Wars and Avatar. We're not talking about any of that this time. But that's the last things we talked about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is Oreo. He does things. Some things that. I don't know, just random stuff. He's a person I like talking to about random stuff. So one thing we have on the job, we have like four to five things. We'll see where this goes. I've realized how much these never end up going anywhere near how they planned out. But that's the wonderfulness of this wonderful podcast. So the first thing is, how'd you, how's that side project stock picking thing going? Okay, so. <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. Well, and terrible all at once. I have gotten very good at setting up algorithms okay but i still can't find the right one (laughs) you see you see this is the exact same problem that you know i told you that all these people run into (laughs) oh i i knew this going in for anybody okay wait i should probably explain yeah we didn't talk about this on on this podcast So, (laughs) so i enjoy programming I've been programming since I was a little kid. All right, I'm not the greatest programmer in the world or anything, but I I I I can do things. He dabbles. I I dabble. So I started learning Python, uh, for for work and for job related stuff and neuroscience related stuff. Uh, and so I thought, because I'm I'm an idiot sometimes and chew like bite off way more than I can chew. And I was like, you know what, I have to do you know, I have to I have to do data analysis. I might as well make a machine learned AI and or algorithm of some type to figure out stock market values. Cause I also dabble a little bit in stock markets and it's kind of a pain to do it on my own manually because 
takes a lot of time and a lot of research. And I am lazy. And laziness is the mother of invention. True. So I went out of my way to establish first. I, you know, I went and I got, uh, I just fed just really basic, simple shit, right? Just feed constant stock information from the market. Uh, set it to call at the specific time when the stock market opens. And, you know, close and do all the analysis afterwards and see if I can see a pattern or whatever from previous. Because... People are always like the stock market is random. It's really not random. It's just very longitudinally patterned. <laughs> it takes a long time to figure out any form of pattern, but there is a pattern somewhere. We don't know if the pattern swaps. So there are like simple patterns, right? You know, A B A B A B A B A B A B A B, and then there's complex patterns which are like A B C A B A B A B A B Y A B A B A B C A B A B A B Y, so on and so forth. And so sometimes it gets the stocks right, woo! And then the very next week, it's like, yeah, no, this is totally wrong. This is this is all fucked. Where did I go wrong? What what did I do incorrectly? And I haven't had the opportunity to figure out how to machine learn the problems away. Mm-hmm. Right? I say that like as if I get to wave a magic wand. Yeah, you know, I just know. I just AI it away. You know, I'm still I'm still looking into like the best ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have decided to run it with uh, there are like stock how to put it stock learning programs. Mm-hmm. They're they're like training programs basically. Uh, because I sure as fuck am not using my money for this experiment. <laughs> my money goes to shit I believe will work. Of course. And while I am making this, I have zero faith that this will ever work. <laughs> this is just for shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, this is basically just to learn. But it's uh, honestly, it's already done way better than I ever expected. So <laughs> I, I, it's a success. At this point, I'm just in it because it's interesting. And I like problem solving. It's a good long forever problem, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how that's going. Nice. I've actually had like three or four people ask me, or like, hey, so have you uh, figured out how to how to read the stock market yet? Yep. No. <laughs> and they're like, well, when you do, let me know. And it's like, sure, sure. Look, oh, I don't need to read the stock markets. I just need to get a better percent return than the market. That's all I care about and beating inflation. So when you have a percentage return on that, it doesn't have to be all the time. It just has to be, you know, over some over a couple like years, you know, over time, like the majority of the time. That's what I care about. Tell me yeah, when I mean, that play, happens. That's what you I play care the about. long the, the long game, right? Yeah, like yeah. you know, I'm, I, with socks, if you, if you lose some money, you lose some money. It's fine. The, usually, so for anybody who's ever interested in going into stocks, there are way more technical explanations I could give, but we don't have like four hours. So you, the most important thing when you go into stocks. Mm-hmm. Is to have your trading plan. Most stock market stuff doesn't happen while the stock market is up. So people don't don't seem to understand. People are like, oh, yeah, I'll wake up, I'll do the stock market. No. If you're doing your research, like you're you're making your plan in the middle of the stock market, you're gonna lose so much money, it's not even funny. You set up your plan, you you set up your marker where you leave. And when that when that value hits, you pull out. Doesn't matter. It's still going up, it doesn't matter. You pull out. It's, you know, it's going down, you pull out. You've lost money, you've gained money. It does not matter, you pull out. Because you want to have a proper plan that makes you money in the long term. You will lose money. Fucking with stocks, you will lose money. There's no, like, that's not a, that's not an if, it's just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. The question is, 
can you lose less money than you make? That's all that you need. If you lose less money than you make, it was technically worth it. You could argue the time investment might not have been worth it or whatever, but it, it was technically worth it. Will this replace your job? Unlikely. Very unlikely. There are some people who do, they do day trading, right? And that's their job. You have to have a level of discipline that I simply do not have and a level of care that I simply do not have. I make money off of stocks. I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I don't. But generally, I'm at a net positive for now. We'll see how this, 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 this all calculation out. works yeah. out in like 15 years from now. That's we'll the real. That's the real disturbator. It's not. It's yes. not. People really don't realize that. That it's. Yeah. Uh, you're not. Trying it's a to... long. It's a, it's a long term thing. Yeah. It really is. The the benefit is that I got into doing stock stuff when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I've 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 lost a lot of money, but I also, oh, yeah. you know, I've I've gained. I've I've learned. I've learned things. So hopefully in 15 years I will be fine. The uh, and interesting enough, there's I have a. a not technically my friend he's a friend of a friend but we have gotten more friendly recently who his entire he he studied specifically economics uh and he also studied computer science oh and so he has shown interest in what i've been doing so i might just share the general code and the the stuff with him and see what he thinks and maybe uh delegate some of the problem solving <laughs> as it were once again like i said once you figure it out, just let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. Uh, I'm, I'll let I'll, you know. You'll, <laughs> you'll be, you'll be my, my first real, real trial run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first real guinea pig. Look, man, that was like the one thing I realized. Like recently, I was like, you know, at the very least, I got into like real money stuff. You know, thank, thankfully, because it's because I lost is because I lost money, and bank scam. But it was like, you know, what got me into money is losing money. A freshman year of college, really, like like finance wise. And I was like, you know, this is going to end up being doing really well for me. And even in these, the six years since then, I'm like, yep, yep. This, this, this is, I really wish I just would have started sooner. If anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like I, 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 I grew up kind of poor, right. You know, yeah. like kind of might be an understatement there, but you know, whatever. I, I, I had, I had little to no money most of my life. So, I had my parents, like when I wanted shit, my parents were like, no. And I was like, well, time to figure out how to get it because I wasn't not going to have what I wanted. So when you, when you have that scenario where you don't have, there are two types. I've, I've realized there are two types of people. There are the people who they don't have something and they're just like, well, fuck it. Can't get it. You know, just, I'm just not going to have it. Can't Mm -hmm. get it. And then there are people who don't have something and are like, all right, how do I get that something? Right. And that will help like that. Just that concept, just uh, how that that idea of problem solving it out will help you in life tremendously. Just just by the sheer fact that you think that way makes a huge difference for everything, for the way you interact with people, for the way uh, when you go get a job, if you decide to get like a regular job, you want to be boring and work in an office. <laughs> Not that, that, you know, there's anything wrong with that, but look, man. People got, people got, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know who people, honestly, I don't know who listens to this. You know, we can inspire some people. They're like, the, the demographics tell me 18 to 22 year olds. So you can inspire them. You can tell them, you can tell them, don't get, don't be boring. Oh yeah. Don't, don't be boring. Also, uh, get, get, make, get, get a job. Make money. 
make money somehow, please. Do make not, money do not so be, that you can change the world. <laughs> do not be one of those people who's just like, ah, it's fine. I'll like just it'll all work out. No, nothing ever just works out. When shit just works out, like you have the craziest level of coincidences for that to to, to get there. You are likely not special. This is something people don't like to hear. But you are very likely not special. And for the one special person who might hear this, I, I got nothing to say with you, man. I ain't special. Like you, you're working off of different rules than I am. Okay, but don't don't imagine that like everything's gonna work out for you. This doesn't mean like flip your shit and go out of your way and fucking depress yourself and be like, ah, the world's against me. Everything's gonna suck. I mean, I suck. but even then, that makes you special because you think that the world's against you specifically. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that special, but yes, I, I guess. <laughs> but you know, like, like, take it, take it easy, but be realistic about shit. You, you need, you need. Either you're gonna go out into the wilderness and survive on your own, power to you, or you're gonna need money at some point because you function in a society. That's that's just that's the way it works. So figure out a way to make money. You don't need a lot of it to be happy, right? One of one of the studies. I've shown studies have shown that there's a difference between satisfaction and happiness. Okay. Money increases satisfaction. It does not increase happiness. Happiness is something that it's, it's a, it's a state, right? You can, when people get obsessed, right? For example, people get obsessed with having things, lots of things. Mm -hmm. Okay. That might give you a sensation, a feeling of, of elation for a moment but eventually that will run out and then you will want more and if you're constantly looking for that feeling you're never ever going to be happy because you it, it's just satisfied dissatisfied satisfied dissatisfied satisfied dissatisfied it's not it's not worth it find something that makes you happy and you can survive off of and i really do mean survive if you've got a home you've got a house you got a roof over your head it doesn't have to be a house it could be an apartment whatever fucking floats your boat Maybe if you're interested in having a family, you have a family. Some people aren't. But whatever gets you to the place where you're content, that's the shit you should be doing. Again, as long as it, you know, you can live. You can't, you're not going to be content if you're on the street, like fucking dying of starvation. Yeah. Trust me, it is not a fun experience. Believe me. So don't slack off too much. A little bit of slack is good. But don't you slack off rest too much. Some, some days. Yeah, I mean, you know, being a workaholic sure brings you "quote unquote" traditional success to a degree, but I've seen a lot of people's personal lives be ruined by that shit. As a workaholic, it's not a fu- it's not fun. <laughs> yes, I Raz Raz gets a, a level of stress that I just I can't my way. Look, no. man, I've gotten better now. You know, I'm learning. That's true. I'm learning. That's, true. That's very true. You were in, in in college, especially. You were pretty. You were pretty earlier college. You were pretty pretty stressed. Oh yeah, that's like a that's like I went back and listened to like some of my old music, like I was telling you, and I was like, yeah, I was like reminiscing. I was like, yeah, I was gonna burn out. Like that was like one thing I realized. Like yeah, that was like the good thing about meeting certain people I met, of like like you, like Curly, like um, some of my mentors and stuff. They were just like, yo, you need to take a break. You're gonna burn yourself out. And it was like, yeah, I was gonna burn myself out. <laughs> yep. So and if, if, you know, it's not it's not worth it. It just isn't. Oh no, isn't worth it. no. Yeah, there are some people who can do it, 
power to them. Like I said, right? If you're if you're that one in like several million, like you're working off of different rules than I am. I can't like you know. But for the average person, it's not worth it. You just be happy, find find happiness. That sounds like really hippy dippy. I don't mean like just just again, right? Don't don't shirk responsibilities. Don't don't not make money. But there's there's a there's a there's a limit to how much you should sacrifice for shit that isn't making you isn't worthwhile, isn't giving dividends. Oh yeah, I mean, if it isn't like making you feel like I don't know, there was one. I think it's Gary. I don't know. Whatever, whatever random motherfuckers I listen to, um, they're you know they point out it's just like, at the end of the day, you can make as much money as possible, and you will still have money problems. You just have different money problems, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's that's it. Like you have the the current money problems people end up having when they're younger is like they don't have enough money. It's like okay, you oh, you'll you might have money, but then now you have to worry about all that money and what's gonna happen and that it does like nothing has changed yep there's always going to be cost like there's always going to be something there's always something people like life is this is this is kind of like really really in depth unnecessarily but life is basically just one constant long struggle either you can accept that or you can't that's where people have like you you get into people that go like nihilistic and stuff it's like you know i i completely understand like i had my moment Mm-hmm. I, was, I had my moment where I was like, yeah, life fucking sucks. Life, I was emo no once. Life. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> post-teenage, by the way. Of course. Right? <laughs> you know. College is a hell of a time. <laughs> indeed. Right? You have, like, lots of people go through existential crisis because they're like, I, I work and I work and I do and I do and shit still happens. Right? Like, I, I for example, I lost my, my grandmother recently. And so my pops was like, Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry to hear that, my friend. And, you know, it is is what it is. I was very sad. I'm still sad. But life moves on. The world keeps turning. The sun keeps coming up. If she were around, she probably wouldn't want me to be like, oh, flipping my shit. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But my pops, my pops, you know, my pops worked really hard. My pops has worked really hard for many years. My pops, you know, left. He left his country to, to support them. He came here. He joined the army. He did, you know, all this other stuff. And then, like... He was like, I've, I've tried so hard, and then this is my reward. And it's like, well, like this was inevitable. Right. <laughs> you know, eventually life is going to hit you and it's going to suck. It's, it's not a matter of Miles Morales. Miles Morales' oh. quote. <laughs> yes, Spider-Man. It's not about winning. It's about trying. Oh. That's the point. You don't, you know, it, it, in his context, you know, it's about being a hero. But it, like that's the truth. It's not, you know. The hero isn't the person who always wins, it's the person who always tries. That's that's the point. You always try. You move forward. You know it's it's not gonna work. You might, you know, you might like live your whole life and ever succeed in the thing that you wanted to do. But the fact that you tried and that you, you know, you were working at it makes a difference. And if you if you really think about it, like pretty much all of humanity is like that. You, you work little by little by little by little. There are things that humans started that they never saw the fruits of those labors, right? They, you, you, those ideas that struggled for thousands of generations, maybe, right? I don't even know how many generations have been around, but it's been, it's been some time. We've been around right. for a couple million years, right? Got, so, some, got, some, got some age there. <laughs> we, like as a species, we've got some time. Mm-hmm. It, those, those ideas, the people who started them, they never saw the fruits of those labors. 
we're seeing the fruits of those labors and there's shit we are starting now that we will for sure die before we see but the fact that we did it matters because at some point someone somewhere hopefully right that's the hope you know maybe the fucking world ends la di da di da but at some point some somewhere it'll amount to something everything always amounts to something nothing's built in a vacuum so you always got to remember like you know do your best because that's literally the only thing anybody can ever expect from you and really the only thing you should expect from yourself yeah you did your best you did your best everything else let it go that's like that um I don't know, there's just like a a certain way our society looks at things now. And it's like, you look back at certain things, they're like, oh, we were being building cathedrals for like, you know, 300 years planned, you know? It's like, why can't we do that? We need more of that. Maybe people would be like, yeah, I'm going to build this out for 300 years. I'm not going to be around for it. But you know what? 300-year project, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's a, a level of short-sightedness I, you know, and we're, we're talking, we have a specific perspective, right? We yeah. live in a specific country. We grew up in a specific culture with a specific, but there's, I find that there's a value to thinking long-term that we seem to be missing out. You see this with companies, right? Mm-hmm. You have individual people who are like at the top of the heads of these companies who are just like, I want money. I want money now. And they like destroy their own company. There's a there's a book called Good to Great by um fuck I don't remember who it's by but this this the whole book is about this it's literally about the difference between companies that they'll have like their example like the perfect example from it is uh, Circuit City and mm-hmm. how it just died due to leadership and due to like people who are like we're on our high horse we're good like we'll be fine and then you know they have Best Buy who just completely buys them out and they just give a bunch of like back-to-back examples through like companies and stuff that do the do that of like uh lead you can tell the leadership was short-sighted yeah you know and it's 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 all driven by like there's a limit to how much like when <laughs> there's only so much money that like will get you things right if you can look if i were rich the only thing i would want is to travel around which doesn't take a lot of money i don't need to be a fucking triple fucking quadruple time fucking top listing billionaire right i just i just need enough money to travel how you travel enough and you get fucking points (laughs) so right travel around because that's one of the best things you can do for yourself meet new cultures learn new things see new people experience new stuff okay have a house doesn't have to be a particularly big house i can i can always expand the house myself so really, you just need some land, and eat. And <laughs> that's all you need money for. Yeah, everything else. And really, some people would even argue, I have no interest in traveling. I I think they're doing themselves a disservice. But you know, whatever whatever makes you happy, right? So like, you you really don't need that much money. People who have like billions of billions of billions of dollars and they still want more. It's not even like they're not making more money, right? You have people who are billionaires. They make money. And they're constantly making money at a steady rate. Like it's going up at a steady rate. It's not exponential growth, but it's flat growth. And flat growth is good enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. In general, as long as you're you're beating the, the inflation marker, which most rich people are. So why do you need to make even more money? 
Like, what are you using that for? I'm not saying you should just, you know, fucking give away all your crap and start living in a, a hostel or some shit. But like, what, what do you need all that money for? Like, what are you doing that requires that? At some point, like, just like, take it easy, man. You don't need all that shit. The company might need it. The company needs to do stuff. Yeah. But you specifically don't need it. Like, there's no reason to be giving you like quadruple fucking bonuses when you're a multi-million, like you're making fucking nine figures a year. What are you doing? Why? Why do this? Explain to me the actual logical reason, long-term, how this works, why this helps you. Already with a couple million dollars, you can put that shit in a bank and off of interest alone, make $100,000 a year. And that's just like a million, $1.5 million. You put $4 million in there, you're making $300,000 a year. That's more than the average person fucking makes. You're good. You're Gucci. You're golden. You, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. And this is not, this doesn't mean by the way that like, you shouldn't like want to make money. You should most certainly want to make money, but like understand your limits. There's only so much you can do as a human being. When your problem starts being, I can't afford this $3 million necklace. You have a problem. You need to like reevaluate your life. Something went terribly wrong there. So you, you succeeded monetarily. But there's there's something really really off there. There's better shit you can use your money on. Believe oh, yeah. me. I mean, there's much better garbage. They're definitely try. It's definitely pe- per- people who are. It seems like at least trying to fill a void or trying to, like you said, like they're trying to. Money brings satisfaction and not happiness, and they're trying to find happiness in money, and it's like no, this 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 isn't this isn't how you do this. Like all you're doing is basically throwing throwing it into an empty void kind of thing. And then trying to replace it more and more and being like, what's wrong? I don't understand. Maybe if I make more, uh, this will solve the problem. That, uh... Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and again, again, I, I, I grew up relatively poor, so I understand the value of money. Like, it, it's, it's important to have some. And I'm not, I'm not one, like, I, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I know there's a big, big movement nowadays from what i can tell being very like i don't want to say commie but you know like it's of that fuck, nature it's fuck the rich right? as they would put it yes and you know that's not necessarily like you know you can't you can't be blaming other people for having shit you don't have yeah like you know <laughs> if they haven't you don't and that's the way the fucking world works you want it go get it like that's you know hopefully through nonviolent means preferably let's try to do this legally Right, like pre- preferably, you know, don't go murdering people, you know. But I like there's there's also like a limit. Like you you, you gotta have priorities. That, like at, at some point you gotta understand you have enough money. There's there's not a oh man, oh man. There's a lot of like the older I get, the more I look at things, and the more I'm like, some people. You 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 you're doing shit very oddly. I can't say you're wrong, but I can definitely say it's very strange to me. Yes, I would I would love to have an explanation. Like like if any like if any if anybody comes to the podcast Raz and tells you, hey, this is the explanation. Please send it my way. Okay. <laughs> please, because I, I I need to know. Like I, I really do. Uh, I I I have the desire to understand uh, what what drives people like that. I don't know. Um. Anyway, speaking of projects for the future, we'll move to more great things. Um, more forward looking. I know you, or 
Well, here, I don't know which one to do first. Would you rather talk about crypto and NFTs or virtual production and Unreal Engine, which is the thing I wanted to told you about the other day? I see the second one. It's it's we recently spoke about it. So, I don't know if I if you completely remember what it is, but basically, what virtual production is is now they're taking LED walls, and on set they're taking game engines, on specifically Unreal's. And starting to basically replace doing it on set live post product well it's not post anymore, uh, but visual effects on set that you would do with like a green screen and stuff so that they can actually like react to it. And so I was talking to Curly and I was like, yeah, if they I really feel like if they can completely implement implement this, I don't think they need Hollywood anymore. I don't think they need to be in Hollywood, like you know, in Hollywood in that way because at this point Hollywood's just moving into big blockbuster things and the people who are going to use this are big blockbuster productions because they have enough money and they're the more i would say people care quote unquote whether they uh react right to visual effects you know and they have the most visual effects out of every most thing uh most movies Mm -hmm. so my reasoning was just at that point then they can technically be anywhere and then move it around and did this need space yeah, I mean, tech-wise, super interesting. Super neat. I have a slight issue with the idea that you everything has to be done in Hollywood, right? There, We have really good examples of oh, yeah. people who didn't do it in Hollywood. For example, George Lucas did not, very specifically did not do it in Hollywood. They told him he would fail, and he was like, I don't care. I do not want to be in Los Angeles, and that's it. That's, that's full stop. We'll not be doing this here. And so he went to like some other fucking place, still in California, but like super far from from Los Angeles. And he, you know, he made fucking Star Wars. And he made Indiana Jones. And he made like just massive amounts of monies to the fact that Lucas Arts and Lucas Film and Lucas Sound and all this fucking other fucking subsidiary things that he has were used in a whole sh- fucking slew of movies. So Overall, and those that's all special effects, right? Like, you know, like to yeah. a degree, people don't don't tend to think of sound and stuff as special effects, but like it, it is. Those are all special effects. He's you know, he has vision like a lot of he had a, a lot of things that are used, for example, nowadays in video games and in animated movies were pioneered by Lucasfilm. Something most people don't think about. Mm-hmm. I, I view this as kind of like that, right? It's just, it's making it more apparent to people that you don't have to go to this one place. You don't have to be there. But you never really had to be there. Just people, people wanted to be there, I guess. It's like the the idea, the ambience of like you're in Hollywood, you made it, I guess. It's the, it's the, it's like the the brand, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very brand recognition-y. I think it's great. Like, first off, game engines are the shit. Yep. <laughs> Let's just get this out of the way right now. All right. Game engines are awesome. You can do so much with a game engine very easily. And like, I, I say this as somebody who knows how to program, but programming isn't that hard, guys. Just kind of just kind of toss that out there right now. Programming a game, super extra not hard because a lot of these programs now have visual coding. Unreal has visual coding. You don't need to write a single line of fucking code to do things in Unreal Engine at all. And anyway, you need to understand concepts, right? Like 
locations. You need to be able to plug in XYZ coordinates and shit, but that's not programming. That's just understanding how shit works in space. Uh, different interactions there are, they have, uh, so basically they have like these little, these boxes with nodes and each node, like you just click and you drag to another node and that, that creates your interaction. So, and you can set arrows basically to determine which direction that the action occurs in. So you, let's say you, you have an object on the scene and you have to understand what an object is. Hint, hint, it's literally anything. Anything is an object. So uh, you might set, set up, right, an interaction between, I don't know, a ball and a table. Or actually, you know what? A ball and a light switch. So you have a little square that you set up on the screen somewhere and you have a light up top, which it's literally drag and drop. And you have a ball and you set the ball to fly at the light. And when it interacts, you have a little node, right, that says on contact, turn on light. That's it. Light turns on. Congratulations. You have just made a working light switch with no programming whatsoever. Very simply, it takes like a second to understand how to do all of this. Now you get people who are creative and you put them in front of these things and they make ridiculous shit and they make mario <laughs> yeah i mean like they, they make a lot of things yeah mario mario is simple for the kind of shit that people kids nowadays make games oh, no, they make way, way more complicated than mario yeah like elementary school kids way more complicated than mario so the like just on sheer power that a game engine gives you to, to just an average person somebody who hasn't spent time studying who doesn't understand computers like you don't have to understand anything other than i move mouse click it's the only thing you have to understand and i guess use a number pad right it's the only thing you have to know how to do yeah. now push that to to people making films movies an industry that is like established and has like ideas and understanding of shot composition and you know all this other stuff and I, I think that's going to be phenomenal. It like just there's just the, the content of what you, you just stated with like the LED wall and the fact that the actors can act to it on the spot with visual cues, with visual reactions is massive. Absolutely massive. Actors already do phenomenally playing pretend with nothing there. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't know if, I have, if the people watching or hearing or whatever have ever seen behind the the scenes for a lot of the movies a lot of them you you should because it's literally some dude in like a giant green room who's turning around and reacting to things this is the most hilarious thing you've ever seen but they like it's a fucking you believe it you believe there's a fucking dragon there about to eat his fucking head like now imagine if they could actually see the dragon that should be terrifying <laughs> oh man man I'm, I'm reminded of the there's a famous story about one of the first, uh, in, like in theater showings for uh, film, and I when I say film, I I mean very loosely, like just moving images. Yeah, it was a, a a locomotive that was coming towards the screen, and people legit got out of their seats and started sprinting because they had never seen moving images on a screen before, and they thought a fucking train was gonna run them over. Yeah, man, this thing. Like, like- <laughs> There's things like that when I'm just like, yeah, technology's crazy, yo. And like the best way. It really is. Like honestly, this this you you ever had a moment when you were a little kid and you wanted to make a movie 
it just got that much easier. Yep. Oh, it just got that much easier. Here, we can even talk. This will go into it because this is just like an add-on to it for even easier. It has an integ. It's free, and then it has an integration with Blender already. And Blender three is coming out, I think this quarter, twenty twenty one, or a second one of those. So now, and it's all like the additional stuff to make Blender more industry standard. So now, as a kid, you could technically go download Blender, go download Unreal, go learn that completely online by yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. And then go get a job. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> like and, straight up. And this stuff is, is, again, you know, to do this, like the best of the best that do this stuff, that like, you know, yeah, the, their shit's really complicated. But to learn how to use Blender, Blender is a modeling software for anyone who doesn't know. Modeling oh, yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, Blender is a 3D modeling software free to use on everything because it is on Linux too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on every. It, it's on everything. So, uh, and and modeling software just means like you make you make things, you make sculptures, you make art. Well, technically, inside. it's not even just a three D because this has two point five now. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I, I technically Blender also has a game engine in it. But, yeah, you know, no one uses that. That's what, that's you know. what the integration with uh, Unreal is going to be now. Honestly, like yeah, for the engine for the like, there's the engines do the physics. Modeling software makes the things that react to physics. That's that's how, if you want to think about it in a simple way, uh, it's like the, you know what it is, the game engine are the engineers, right, making shit out of like metal, or whatever, or wood, whatever the fuck you want, and then the modeling software are like the metal workers and the woodworkers who are making the shapes and stuff. That's like a good for anybody who doesn't understand how this stuff works. That's like a good comparison. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm making the assumption that you understand how engineering works. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Like you got to start somewhere. So true that this stuff is super easy and there's YouTube videos. And because Blender was open source, I mean, not, not was, it's, it's still <laughs> open source, right? It, it's community driven. So have, there's, there's tons of tutorials and people are constantly updating like how to do things. And you like, you can very easily teach yourself how to make stuff the uh, i'm not mistaken like the most popular tutorial for blender is what the, the is cup blender the guru making a donut yes 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 the table of the donut and the cup yep because you start with a donut and then from the donut you you learn how to make the handle for the cup and then you learn how to make the table to put the, the cup on and then you have a cup and donut and a table that was uh that's what i remember yeah he made a new version for 2.8 i have to i have to look at that yeah i have to look at that it's definitely uh, ever since, ever since like more and more of it's come out, I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to get back into it because the just the world of Blender is very interesting because it's like, oh, this thing is real. Like the words that which was true, the dude who made Pixar said like the next gen- the next Pixar is gonna be online with people who use Blender, and it's literally happening, and it's like at a crazy rate that it's like, God damn. That's cool. That's what technology should be in like for things like this of like open source. That way you can learn and then do some really cool shit with it. And everyone can fix problems with it. Indeed. Indeed. Honestly, I'm happy that things like Blender, like that the community got together to make Blender, to make Unity, to make all these open source alternatives mm-hmm. to proprietary programs. Because having learned to use Maya, 
having learned to, you know, code, having learned all of these things, they're not complicated. There's no reason why it should be making an engine is hard. Yeah. Right. The groundwork is hard. There's no doubt about that. But as a community, like you solve the problem and now everybody has access and now we as a society can do greater things. You know, as far as the Internet is concerned, physical objects I'm, I'm, uh, are a little different. Yeah. Right. You know, cards and, and planes and stuff. Yeah, I, I understand having uh, patents or not. The, the likelihood that you're capable of going out and getting all the metal and all this stuff and making a plane, having it work and all of this stuff. That's very low. But things, computer things, internet things, as long as it's not physical, all of that shit should be more or less free. As free as possible. Mm-hmm. As free as as free as, as, as possible to, to function. Right? You know, because you have to pay you know, at some point the people who are making this stuff have to eat assuming that they dedicate their whole time to doing it, right? Like with Unity. Right. So I, I can understand that kind of stuff, but just access to the program, access to, to make things. Yeah, no, that shit should all be free. Mm. The access to the information on how to learn, free. You shouldn't have to go to a university to learn how to use fucking Blender. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if that shit ever happens, uh, that'll be a sad, sad day. That will be a sad day for the internet <laughs> and the open source community. And, and the internet has had quite a few sad days already. We don't need it Yeah. Honestly, we're good. Oh, uh, so just because you know what's happening right now is you're having cryptocurrency spike and such. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting. I don't know if you heard about uh Beeple Creeps NFT thing. Nope. Um, uh, so this is like this is like the thing we were talking about before. How we were like, oh, about when we had brought it up on Hard Coded Curiosity about how like, all right, so cryptocurrencies, cryptocurrencies are a thing. Uh, NFT is non. A non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. And basically, mm-hmm. it's there's one kind of one, a finite or scarce amount of tokens in the world of something. And so one thing they've been doing is they're working with artists now. And obviously, this is like like invite because I realized this is one thing I realized, did have been realizing about investing, especially with like things like NFTs and art and stuff. The thing that ends up making them valuable is that the art house is the one who puts it forward i guess is the best way to put it mm-hmm. like the point that like the things that make art valuable isn't like necessarily the artist but it is that the art house like the auction houses like i think one of them is christy and i forgot what the other one is called is saying like oh this artist is valuable this painting is valuable yeah it's a completely artificial level of value right it's why it's so hard to make it as like a really big artist if you want to be doing like like museum style art because you need to have people on the inside that want you to succeed. Right. So now they're doing a thing where Beeple Creep, who has been on Joe Rogan and is like a, he does like a daily render of just like weird, of like weird stuff, semi-political slash disturbing thing. I enjoy every, like most of them. They're very interesting because I uh, follow him on Instagram and he got invited to basically one of his, I don't know if it's the, one that was for Bitcoin or the one that was, I think it, they made, he basically made one for the election. Mm-hmm. And if like Trump won, it changes. If Biden won, it changes. But then the, if the actual uh, NFT for it, like two, I think they did like two or three of them is basically what they auctioned off. And like, you know, now people are, that is like a way that people can claim it. And to me, that's like that, uh, that idea we had talked about with uh, the trading cards and how it was like, 
there's something like you know like there's something here like yes with trading cards it won't work because there's no re- there's no reason for any current big game trading card company to do nfts because they wouldn't make money they they make so much money off of uh people and trading cards and things like that but i was like oh this could work with nfts with art especially like digital art um because that's basically what he makes is digital art so anyone can see it anyone can look at it but the person who actually owns the quote-unquote art is these th- two or three people and it was like a bill like each token i want to say is at least half a million was the auction how do they get around the the rights of ownership so if anybody can see it our because if you if you're the owner of that art then technically you could pull that art away because it's it's your right to do so so how do they get around that that's what i'm trying to that's one thing i'm trying to figure out because it's like is it is it tied to the token is the thing that they own and the token is tied to the art i don't know it's some weird it's some it's definitely a thing where i'm like i can see the possibility of it but then when someone like him who has unless what they could do is you could technically make a reprint like you could consider it a reprint you know because you can tech people can have reprints of paintings but they don't have the original that's true i that's fair i guess or maybe only you have the right to sell it that's true because you technically in copyright you don't have the right to you don't have the right of first sale the game companies Mm -hmm. or whatever have the right of first sale you can't technically is technically illegal for you to sell your your comp your copy the first time to people because that makes it a bootleg. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I have to look into that. That's a that's a very strange concept. I yeah. have to I have to check that out. But uh, Blender Guru was talking about. He's like I he's like I feel like there's gonna be a rise and a fall. And I was like yeah, because like I feel like it's definitely a it's a good idea, in which like the it starts giving things like digital art, like, you know, and it goes back to like, you know, how we just said of like, it's the value that other people put on it Mm -hmm. to say like, Oh, I own this thing, you know, but at the same time, it's like, bragging rights kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, to me, that's a little bit different compared to physical art where you can like hang that, hang it or whatever and be like, nah, it's, it's right here. Like you have a reprint, but I have the original. Yeah. That's weird. That's, hmm. Yeah, I look at, I look into it a little bit. It's a it's a little interesting crypto thing. And then now finally we have a we have a question from from people from last time slash the roommate slash our our marketing person slash curly. Her question is, why are you so anonymous? To me? Yeah. Well, that's a loaded question. Right? That's what I felt. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, to begin with, I value privacy, just like in general. The reason I value privacy is, you know, the reasons, plural, are numerous. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, by the way, I, I fuck up in English a lot. It's my second language. So give me, give me, give me a break. Uh, yeah, I don't have the, any excuse. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing is I don't like people messing with my shit. When I do something, if you know about it, it's because I let you know about it. And that's it. I don't want people looking me up. I don't want people trying to harass or uh, contact me in any way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. Or it wouldn't be on this podcast if it wasn't for me. (laughs) This is correct. This is 100% true. 
uh, uh, and you know, harassment doesn't necessarily mean uh, so like. I'm not famous, right? Famous people get harassed because they're famous. I would be getting harassed because somebody wants my bank account or somebody wants, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not a, it's not a matter of the average person. It's a matter of the more you give away, the less you have control of yourself. That's especially true with all things digital. Oh yeah. The more you put, the more places you put your credit card info, right? the more places somebody has to find that info that shouldn't have it. The more places you put out your name, your, your, you know, where you're from, what you do, the easier it is to figure out your identity and possibly steal it. I'm not, and probably never will be famous, nor do I have any interest in being famous, which means I'm technically a phenomenal target for identity theft, right? Because you don't want people who are famous. You want people who are just generic average fucking Joes. Right. And so that's digitally why I why I'm so anonymous. I why I don't talk about work, which I assume is another question that she asks. Uh most yeah, people, by the way, that I know don't know what I do for work. It's not sketchy in any way, even though saying so implies <laughs> it makes it sound sketchy. sketchy. <laughs> right. I, I can say I work right with computers and things like that. I can say I graduated with a, you know, in for psychology, like that's what I, I deal with the brain. I can say things like that, but in general, I don't like, there's no reason for you to know where I work. Like why, why, why do you care where I make money? I'm, I'm, you know, at the end of the day, I'm showing up, I'm doing my thing. I have my money and I, I show up, I pay my bills, like everything else is irrelevant. Uh, I don't think, in general, I don't think it, it matters. There are things that people have curiosity for that don't matter. And so I keep that to myself. I, I like having my privacy. I like having, you know, things be mine. A secret's, you know, a secret is one thing that secrets, you should, you should be the only person who knows. And then there's layers past secrets, right? Mm. The, the closer you are to me, the easier it is for you to get info from me. As simple as that. Pretty much nobody knows what I what I do for a living, except for the people who work with me. <laughs> and they they don't know anything else about me other than that I work there. I mean doing it. That's fair. So that's that's, that's, that's kind of high with people. Like that was one thing I realized. I was like, you know, because I've had this conversation with people. I was like, if I didn't do what I do, I wasn't into what I was into, I would be more like that. Because even a like even a part of me follows like people who like Gary V, uh, who, I, who you know I talk about, is his stuff, as he points out, he's like, oh, I don't put my children on on things about the internet. And he's like, there's a reason why I don't do that. And he's like, because that's mine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, even people even realize when yeah, he, even him as a, like, quote, unquote, uh, more public, like, celebrity type of person, even when they see him and they see him with his kids, most people, he's like, the majority, not all of them, but most of them, when they see it, they're like, oh, I probably should, like, step away because this is, like, the point that he doesn't show this off is means it's like a private thing. And it's like that that says a lot of like whatever you reveal to people online and things and like give to people, it is it is not yours and you do have to be people are not as cognizant of it as they realize, especially in like the age we live in with like social media and stuff and people feel an impulse to, to tell share fucking everything. everything about their lot. Every fucking way. Literally everything. 
Um, Super annoying. So, like, that there is, like, a... There is a line in which it's like, oh, you know, there are some things that you don't... That you aren't necessarily going to tell everyone and share, you know? And so, I think, you know, not everyone gets that. We definitely live in a... uh, At least people of our peer group as well. Not specifically our peers, but people in general of, like, our age group definitely don't understand that, like, oh, if you put out every fucking wicking thought you have, this lives on here forever. And it's mm-hmm. like, if this isn't, like, a thing you will look back reminiscing on or, like, in a good way, don't, this isn't going to be a good look, like, a, even, like, a year from now. Even beyond that, right? Like, everybody's got shitty pictures, right? Everybody's got all the, the, that stuff. Sure, it's embarrassing. But let's say... You one day have uh, an idea of a company and you're just fucking blabbing away all the goddamn fucking time. Okay. Somebody might hear that idea and be like, that's a great fucking idea. And they've got more money and more resources than you. And they do it first. Not even you. Dude, not even that. They have have more motivation than you. Yeah. Literally anything. (laughs) Anything. I mean, anything. More motivation, more time. You come up with a great fucking idea, but you're a single mother with fucking three kids working two jobs. And you just simply don't have the time. You have two hours of a a day to start working on this project. You blabber. Somebody hears. They got more time than you. They do it first. Doesn't matter that you came up with it first. Legally, it's fucking theirs. That just that's that's one one very extreme example, but that's an example. Images, uh, concepts, information, everything. Information is power. Information is 100% power. People are always like, money is power. No, the information on how to get that money is what's power. Because then you can have the money. You have the information to do something, you have the power. Yep. If you're constantly giving out all everything that you know, you're giving away your power. There are things that you should, I argue, right? You should be willing to share. Right. You can't keep everything fucking to yourself. One, it's not healthy. It's not healthy to live in a fucking bubble. <laughs> it's just not. You gotta have people you're willing to share with. Right? Like I I you, Curly, you know, Rob, my girlfriend, right? It, these all these people are the people that I share with. They're very few, they're very specific, and if you notice, they all know each other. <laughs> okay. So they're all in one group. Those are the people I share my life with. Okay. Everybody else, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know you jack shit. Right? Like, you know, I wish you the best. I don't want you to fucking, like, have a terrible life. But, like, I personally couldn't care less. There's a certain amount of care I have. And it's it's been spent. It's spent on my people. Everybody else, you know, if if... I'm in the position to help you and it doesn't inconvenience me or hurt other people, I'll probably help you. Otherwise, no. Now, things like education, right? Just general knowledge, right? Things that you can easily learn and acquire. That's the kind of shit you share, right? I'll never have a problem sharing like an Aristotle fucking quote or the concepts, the concepts in like the Republic of Plato, right? Or, you know, historical stuff. Or hell, just like 
programming things, right? Somebody comes up to me and asks me, hey, you know, I don't know how to do this programming. Oh, this is real simple. This is how you, you learn to do it. I'm not even going to tell you how to do it. This is how you figure out how to do it. So you can go learn. So now you, I, you don't ever come back to me again. Don't ever come back to me again. <laughs> I have taught you how to learn. Go leave me alone. It's fine. Do it yourself. Go, go figure that shit out. Every, you know, you, you're fine. That shit, sure. That shit's all fine. That like I'm down with sharing that stuff. But if you, it, you know, I'm not going to give somebody access to my fucking computer. I'm not going to give access to somebody to my, I, I don't have a camera, but if I had a camera, I wouldn't give somebody access to the fucking SD card on my camera. Right. Right. That shit's mine. It's mine. I had those moments there for me. I, in fact, I don't even like taking pictures in general. I don't like people taking pictures of me. I don't like taking pictures of me. I don't, I don't do that. Very few people have pictures of me. And I get very annoyed whenever they share those pictures. Every time I, people know, because I get real serious about it. When the, every time somebody shares a picture of me, I tell them and I tell them once, you don't share shit. Done. They never do it again because it's the kind of people I like to be around. If I, you know, if you, if you do it again, we'll fuck off. I, I, don't, I don't want to be around you anymore. Simple as that. Everybody's got their things. This is mine. Yep. Ah, uh, that was beautiful. Well, Thank you. I don't have any qu- questions left, but, uh, I, I, before, usually what I do is end this in some some fantastic way. I've been trying new things. Uh, so uh, you got a question for me? Fuck it. Sure. I do have a question for you. Perfect. Okay. What are... Your goals always change all the time. <laughs> I'm like getting better with that, actually. I, you know, well, we'll see. <laughs> what, are, what are your goals now? Just general, you know, doesn't have to get too too personal specific. Just like, what are your, what are you, what are you looking at doing for the next, I don't know, week, month, year, whatever. Week, a month, a year, damn. Well, week, week is a little bit too specific. Yeah, it's fine. You answer uh, whatever you want, right? Yeah. Well, like, at least the next like five by like the end by like the end of spring, i.e., when my lease ends, mm-hmm. I I plan to move to Texas. That will definitely happen because I'm not staying here. <laughs> Pat passes this Lisa. Can't do another year here. I am um, now, right now, focusing on like three things for like the next like three months. Well, two to three months because I started this in December. But originally I had like focusing on this podcast, trying to learn Spanish, music making because I got Ableton and trying to freelance production. Like one of those four things, three or four things I was like, I'm going to focus on that. I realize I don't want to do freelance production. I'm really done with doing podcasts for other people. I enjoyed learning the skill. It made me really cool. That was like one cool thing about going back to my music. I was like, oh, I've kind of did music like five years and I did, you know, production work for like five years. And I'm like, yeah, I'd rather go back to making music and like sound shit and like sound design stuff. It's very useful. I realized how useful it made me and very, I guess, like, diversified myself in palette but it's definitely like a use that use that to go forward kind of thing because i realize how much i just don't like production work and what i call production work is like the doing podcast production work and working on movies during the day and that type of stuff and like me doing my own stuff for like working with people and making my own art and making shit with friends yeah i'm totally down to do that shit but like the doing that as like a freelancer stuff in that minus, you know, making side hustle money if I need money, but definitely staying away from that. And then 
I don't know, like the next year, just really focus on those things. I don't know. I'm just kind of stumped at May currently because once I move to Texas, I feel like some things are going to change. But yeah, sure. Things will change even if you don't move to Texas. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm moving to fucking Texas. So I am not staying here past May. All right. All right. That is, All right. That is decided. Two follow up questions. Uh huh. How's your Spanish going? And is your roommate going with you to Texas? My roommate is going with me to Texas. Nice. Just got to figure it out. Car and job situations. Now that now that's the new year, we can actually look for stuff. That was kind of the problem is like, it was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then it, it was like, well, we can't look for things too early because it's one's in 2021 and one, we were in 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can like kind of look for stuff, but not really like apply much to stuff. But now that it's like getting closer, it's like, okay, now I can actually start doing the work towards that. And then Spanish, Spanish is going okay. Um, I have, thank, thankfully to the Duolingo freezes, I have a really long streak. Oh, I'm at 69 days. Nice. Of doing that like 20 minutes a day and then watching some type of Spanish program once a week, an episode or two, and trying to do that more often. And also listening to like Spanish music. So I'm catching yeah, shit. That's pretty good consistency. Hmm? That's pretty good consistency. Yeah. Good. I realize how much it's like a, I need to just do enough to get consistent. Because if I can... I build the habit. Yeah, it's... It's I need really need to build a habit because at a certain point I realize that it's like I get to that and you know there's a whole book about this because I've told you about this book and I really want to read it again. Oh, uh, when where it's like the science of timing, mm. and I feel I really do feel every time up to this point I got to like a middle point and then gave up and I'm really trying to get through this middle point at this point, like I'm getting through it to like keep myself and be like don't give up, don't give up, like keep up the habit, keep up the habit. But it's definitely like I'm feeling that like middle point kind of thing mm-hmm. of the, like the drudge. Yeah. It's like this is either going to as long as I can keep going this at a certain point, it'll like break forward kind of thing. Yeah. You just got to get over the hump. Yeah. No, it's not always going to be fun. Yeah. So I, I got to thank you, by the way, speaking of books, for the book that you gave me, the Ontario book, I keep rereading that book. <laughs> I got to I got to thank you for that. That was a good fucking Oh, it's good. Uh, I've yeah. I've reread it at least like five or six times now. Nice. It's not long, but it, you know, oh yeah. Every once in a while, I'm just like, yeah, I should I should remember this. I yeah. mean, that's what I'm real. Like I did. So the not the previous episode. I don't know, like two or three episodes back, because the way I'm, there's gonna be because they I interviewed. Uh, I don't know if you remember Deirdre, um, who did mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I interviewed her for the last podcast. Um. But before that podcast, I did a whole takeaway and it came out at the end of, it was the last episode to come out for 2020, was like a whole takeaway of like 100, like my 101, oh, I, I read 101 plus books, FYI, uh, <laughs> over this year. And so I was like, some of my takeaways, the one takeaway I realized, I was like, the classics are the classics and some books you just read over and over and over again because they're just really fucking good. And they say so much every time you read them. Hmm. So, but yeah, nah, well. If that's it, thanks, thanks, thanks everyone for listening. This was the Razzcast. A usual, a usual, wherever these conversations go, what, I don't even know what this is about anymore. <laughs> Spirituality, life, stuff, random things. conversations. Things. things. I said I do things. Things. So it's about things. things. Yep. That's, that's as well. Um, 
But yeah, thank you again for being on the podcast, Oreo. No problem. Uh, say goodbye to the people. Thank you guys for listening. Oreo doesn't like to be contacted by people, so you can't contact him. So you have to send your questions. You have to send your questions to me, I guess. This is correct. <laughs> Assuming they have any questions. Yeah. Uh, send your questions to me. Uh, my website is techhippie.online. Follow me. Follow, you can follow me on Instagram. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. <laughs>